Awesome bonus coverage for you this week on Horsepower Happenings and the Horsepower Happenings Network. I'm Zach Heiser, coming to you after a uh, very fun and exciting day at Toledo Speedway as part of their media day for the uh, ARCA organization, ARCA East, Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways. Of course, they're getting set to kick off their season here coming up this Saturday for season opener events at Flat Rock Speedway. And, of course, the Arkham Menards East Series and Arkham Menards Series and Arkham Menards West have already been in action, but the big... Uh, the big kind of lead-up, of course, is in a couple of weeks here in May. The Dutch Boy 150 for the Arkham Menards East at Flat Rock Speedway. The first time that the Arkham East has been to Flat Rock since the year 2000. So over 23 years since Arkham Menards and uh, the Arkham East series has been at Flat Rock Speedway. So a lot of build-up for that. Plus, uh, two... Uh, opportunities to see open wheel cars at Toledo Speedway this year. Taylor Ferns was on the property uh, at Toledo getting everybody ready to go for uh, the Little 500, or I should say the 500 Sprint Car Tour, and of course the USAC Silver Crown Series that'll be at Toledo a couple of times this season. Two drivers were on the property, of course. Uh, LeVar was there, and so was Andres, a couple of drivers who are making names for themselves in the uh, Arkham Arts East Series. And uh, they are, of course, they got a chance to look at the uh, Flat Rock Speedway with the Dutch Boy 150 coming up. Now, LeVar Scott currently fourth in the Arkham Menards East Series standings right now as he uh, pilots a car for Rev Racing. And then on the other side of things, you look at uh, Andres, who is uh, also part of Rev Racing. But Andres, of course, is competing in the Arkham Menards national series he's currently sixth in points that's andres perez de lara who is uh, three races in and two top fives looking really good and uh, same thing for uh, your counterpart there lavar he has got a couple of races under his belt a couple of top five finishes to his credit two races two top five still looking for that to uh, that that missing podium finish and then into on top of that we also got a chance to catch up with uh, the new general manager at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways, kind of helping take over the reins, if you will, from uh, three decades long promoter Scott Schultz. We had a chance to catch up with Brandon Hamby uh, on the, the media day as well and kind of see what all was going on. And it was just a really great afternoon to get everybody fired up for what is to come at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway. So uh, the first person we were able to catch up to was Andres, who made the trip all the way to uh, Toledo, Ohio, from Mexico City, so of course he was trying to get acclimated to the weather, but uh, he was pretty excited and pretty happy to get a chance to, to see what was going on to help kick off things at Toledo Speedway. Here with Andres uh, at the Toledo Speedway and ARCA Media Day today, and uh, from Mexico City, it was pretty cool to listen to you talk about racing between the two countries, and one of the things that I initially thought of is, what, what are some of the differences maybe between what you were doing in Mexico and now coming over to the American side and with ARCA and, and kind of getting used to the way maybe racing is here in the U.S.? Were there any big swings as far as the sport itself? I know, yeah. Thank you so much for the question. Yeah, I think there's many, many differences uh, I've, I've encountered here coming to the U.S. This is my first uh, full-time season here. I say the cars, it's a it's a big difference. Uh, definitely, uh, you gotta see one of one of is a car. But I think the track and how the organize organization and all that stuff works, it's it's also very different. So the basics of it, all the racing, it's similar, yeah. But I think uh, more of an infrastructure side is gonna be way ahead here in the U.S. 
but at the end of the day in Mexico we have a really really good competition and and it's really good racing we have there so I, I'm really happy of, of the progress we have we're making in Mexico the series is growing over there also with the Arca series I'm, I'm, I'm doing full season here so so yeah hopefully as a driver it, it helps me develop a lot I think it's, it's really important as a driver to have as many races as, as possible uh, so you can keep improving and, and keep on learning different things jumping from one car to another. So obviously uh, the big event for us here in Michigan is, is Flat Rock with the Arca East series coming here. If you had a chance to see that racetrack, it's a small little bull ring. Anything that you've done that compares to that racetrack? I know. Uh, yeah, I just got to. St- I I literally today got the chance to see it, and really short track. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my teammate Lavar is going to be racing there. I'm going to be there supporting him. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be a crazy race, knowing that there's going to be that many Arca cars with that many horsepower uh, on that track racing. Uh, I think it's going to be crazy race. It's going to be there's going to be many many stuff happening at the time. So so yeah, uh, I think the race is going to be really fun to watch. And hopefully my team Rev Racing does well and and we're able to to celebrate a victory lane. Talk about getting paired up with Rev Racing. This will be my final question for you. Uh, you know, a young driver in Mexico City getting picked up kind of by a development team. Uh, really, their goal is to develop you as a race car driver. How did you get involved with Rev? Yeah, exactly. So I was racing in Mexico. Uh, just getting good results over there and and people from nascar uh i caught the attention for people from nascar so they they called me into the program i applied by doing the combine and we're in so i'm really happy of the opportunity i have i think my good results in mexico ended up putting me in this situation i am right now and and ready to take on full advantage of, of it in the arca series uh, this is my first ever uh, full-time series season with the rev racing team i used to do legends uh last year so so it, it got me into the atmosphere of the program just needed one more step and we're here now uh, in the full-time Arca series in the number two car which is a champion car so so it's a really high responsibility on my shoulders uh, but i'm ready to take on the challenge andres it's uh, been a pleasure to chat with you man good luck this year thank you so so much Heard he mentioned his teammate, LeVar Scott, and uh, had a chance to catch up with LeVar as well. Really cool dude, uh, young man who's coming, you know, making his way from New Jersey and um, is, is again, also teamed up with Rev Racing, as, you, as we heard uh, Andres mention there, and he is fired up. Looking forward to getting to Flat Rock for the Dutch Boy 150 coming up later on this month. Had a chance to talk to him about that. And, of course, uh, other, other highlights of his schedule and uh, what all he's doing to prepare and, and utilize the Arca Menard Z-Series. Here with LeVar at uh, the Arca and Toledo Speedway Media Day and uh, really just kind of cool to get everybody together and, and kind of get excited about the rest of this season. And Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, uh, you had a chance to go see Flat Rock today. Mm-hmm. Coming from New Jersey, anything like that to kind of get you ready for that Arca East race coming up here in a couple of weeks? Well, I did uh, a good amount of short track stuff back at home in New Jersey, racing all dirt stuff, though. So, um, okay. But then I did race a lot of the short track stuff in Carolinas, like a Hickory, um, Florence, little things like that. So I think using the stuff I learned in the Carolinas and try to take it up in uh, Flat Rock, I think it definitely helped me a lot. But uh, it is a Arca car, so it's a completely different animal I need to learn. That's what I was going to say is... Uh, Late models look big at, at Flat Rock. Yeah. These Arca cars, they're going to look like monster trucks out yeah. there. Um, what do you do? How do you prepare for that? Obviously, these Arca East cars, it's no big deal to lean on one another, but uh, you're probably going to have to use the bumper to move people and, and kind of get position. How do you mentally prepare for that for the Dutch Boy 150? I don't know if there's really much way to mentally prepare for it. I mean, just got to be ready when it's time to race. You got to think of a race. It's not a stop the chapter. You have to sit back and wait for things to happen. You're going to have to really get up in front and say I think track position is going to be really key here I think it's probably pretty hard to pass without putting a bumper to somebody so I know it's qualifying good and having that track position will probably be 
one of the best bets to take into the race. You mentioned before you see Flat Rock, uh, you go to a completely different animal, Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, a big high bank, 5.8s, fast racetrack. Um, you're looking to punch your ticket, as uh, Charlie joked about here, at least onto the podium, if not into victory lane. How do you feel about Nashville? That track, uh, so much history, really kind of a tough racetrack to get a hold of. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a really famous track, especially for the late model stuff. So um, I know Arca cars always perform really well there, and it's uh, I think that's more of a arca track like it's for that for arca cars i think that'd be really good um but it's about time to get a podium i had three races so far it's been fourth and two fifths so now it's about time to get a podium finish or a win one of the things and everybody in the sport understands that sometimes car counts struggle uh arca east is no exception to that but i want you to talk about still even with the the car count struggles how important the Arca East program is to springboarding your career and continuing to climb the ladder and really why drivers like you and, and Andres and everybody in the Arca East platform needs that series to help their career. It's huge because you, the competition and the, the car count might not exactly be there, but you're still getting to race uh, a full body stock car with a, the same engine as a truck series used, so you're getting used to the engine package. We just raced at Dover three days ago. You're getting used to some of the tracks you're going to be going to in the, in the more uh, NASCAR series. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I don't think nobody can ever say that like, you're not learning nothing here. Like this is a very learning learning series. It's it's a it's detrimental to your career. You're, every Everywhere we go, it's going to help me a lot in the truck series, the training series, and hopefully one day in the cup series. Rev Racing, I talked to Andres about this. Uh, such a great development program. Uh, really, uh, you know, we know some some drivers that have went through this program, and, uh, you know, Paige Rogers is from around here. She's part of this program, you know, kind of doing some of the late model stuff. Um, how about that program and the support and kind of uh, showing you or, or training you, really, how to be the best version of, of you as an athlete? Yeah, I think... From being in this program for now, this is year four for me. I've turned into a completely different driver because of it. Um, I know I used to, I think I used to be overly confident, think I would go anywhere and just compete and win. Sure. Like being here, like we're, they're going to take you to tracks where it's going to be hard. And now <laughs> I sit back and I'm like, you've really got to study this craft and really, you know, instead of going out to dinner with your friends, you need to be at home playing I race and getting ready for the next race. And uh, I think that helps me a lot. And that's just, I think that's also a life lesson. Like nothing's going to come easy in life at all. So you have to really sit there and work. And um, this program has taught me that and it really wants me to succeed and wants to help a lot of kids succeed. And uh, I definitely will not be here without this program. Taylor Ferns is here. She talked about highlighting the schedules on where she thinks that her best performances are going to come. Have you done that with the Arca East schedule? And, and do you have any racetracks that you're looking at kind of eyeballing and going, this might be the one? Not so really. I don't really do none of that. I just... Before I just honestly, I just get ready and prepare as much as possible. And I know the team's all going to be prepared, so everywhere we go, I would I would imagine hope we have a chance. But I don't I don't set one apart from another. I just every race I work as hard as possible to, to make sure I do good that race. All right, Lavar, congratulations on everything you've done, making it to the Arca East Series with Rev Racing and everything. Good luck. Hopefully, we see you in Victory Lane and maybe at Flat Rock. Thank you so much. It means a lot. So also on the property, not exactly uh, promoting anything with the Arca East, but of course promoting Toledo Speedway was Taylor Ferns, the young driver out of Shelby Township and. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with her. Now, of course, she's been on the podcast uh, recently as well, but to talk to her about Toledo Speedway and hear her excitement and, and hear her be ready to get back to this racetrack with the 500 Sprint Car Tour, with the USAC Silver Crown Series, and her dedication and her comeback tour for 2023, it was really awesome to be able to get a chance to hear her uh, speak about returning to a racetrack that has not exactly been kind to her over the last couple of years. It was neat to hear you talk about this place. Um, I don't know, do you feel like it owes you one, talking about Toledo Speedway, such a good run last year, and then circumstances, as we talked about, happened. Are you looking forward to coming back to Toledo and kind of righting that ship? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Toledo for me is like one of my home tracks, only being an hour away from home and not really coming from a high motorsports area with a lot of racetracks around there. So it's always cool to have family and friends come down and support, but more specifically, I'm always fast when we come here. And, you know, we talked about last year, I was really fast in a matter of circumstance, but even the uh, Silver Crown race, the fall of 2021, we were really fast. And then matter of circumstance I had to start at the tail after qualifying fifth and then when we ran the sprint cars here in 2019 I qualified second and then there was a early on track incident that took half the field out and so you know I do feel like this place owes me one but it's also about putting myself in the right position to be there at the end and you know those were all to me I'll take the learning experience out of that and put that into this upcoming year now that we have two races and you know I feel really good about the season specifically but uh, also coming back here so we'll see what we can do let's talk about those two races uh, we've talked about this before on the show sprint cars and USAC are, are different the silver crown car obviously yeah but this track one thing is for sure fast very fast um, how do you psych yourself up, right? We're talking about you racing at tracks like uh, Anderson and Berlin. Tracks are fast, but yeah. nothing, I don't think, maybe IRP compares to this place. Yeah. Well, obviously, aside from that, too, Winchester and the Silver sure. Crown cars, everything is super fast, but especially here with the way it's banked, the characteristics of the racetrack, you know, I think you see that come into place also, like last year with the Silver Crown race, how fast the leaders caught up to left traffic and, you know, played a big role into like even the leader probably back to fifth like how we all kind of diced around and so that closing rate right yeah. how, how close how, how quick the closing rate happens yeah. on other cars yeah and also that and then also how close you get to the next corner right because it yeah. is a half mile but um, you know it's just a matter of precision right you know I work with Tracy Hines for a little bit when I was 17 and you know he always tries to him and his wife Krista come out and try to watch me race here whenever the Silver Crown cars are here and last year he warned me before the race this place is tough to pass Tay beware and so you know I think uh, you know we put learned a little bit of that the past few years and so hopefully we'll put that to work this upcoming season and it'll pay off to our benefit you made it very clear you love sprint cars you love where you're at in your career right now but you did have a stint in ARCA uh, back in your younger days you know Uh, we say that but you're still only what 27 I think so um you know, your stint in ARCA, kind of kind of take me back to that and this organization, Ron Drager and Scott Schultz here at Flat Rock in Toledo. Just what a great stepping stone that is for these guys like LeVar and Andres who are here today. Yeah, no, it's funny sitting there on the panel and, you know, the two guys, you know, they're like 18, 19. And yeah. it was a, literally a decade ago I was racing ARCA when I was 17. And so, you know, it's kind of funny to hear them talk about, you know, living in different states at such a young age. And, you know, I think in the long run for them, it'll only pay off because I did all that when I was their age, you know, living in Indy when I was 17, 18 on my own and, you know, kind of figuring out life, but also racing. And so, you know, I think it's great for them and also the connections that how life comes full circle. You know, like I've known Charlie Crawl and Ron Drager's been a family friend of my family since like the 80s. And so, um, you know, I met Charlie back in my ARCA days. And so, you know, it's crazy within that. I mean, it's been a decade, but how life comes full circle and those connections kind of led me here today as well. So it's uh, pretty wild. One of those full-bodied stock cars is sitting outside. You take a look at it. Any inclination to maybe put fenders on a race car again for you? Yeah, you know, I'm obsessed with racing. So, you know, I always talk about maybe the possibility of going back stock car racing. You know, I feel like I was pretty strong at the young age that I did that, and I had a lot of potential. 
Um, obviously, it's no secret it's pay to play. So, you know, if I get the funding, I wouldn't shy away from doing that or exploring that route again too but i'm also open to maybe going the indycar route also so yeah. we'll see you're already an open wheel why yeah. why not change uh, why not keep it going that route so taylor always a pleasure to catch up with you thanks for giving me some time yeah no thanks pleasure speaking with you as well so that left just one to bother before media day was all said and done and as the tables are getting cleaned up and the backdrops were getting taken down i uh, managed to catch up with the guy who's uh, transitioning into role of general manager at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways, the young man who was originally part of uh, the National Racing Alliance organization just one year ago, is now becoming the right-hand man for uh, ARCA at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways. And uh, we had a chance to catch up with Brandon Hamby before it was all said and done today. Here with a new general manager as the transition kind of uh, continues and uh for anybody who's wondering, no, we're not going to do a full interview because my partner Rich would have a cow if we did that. But media day here at Toledo Speedway, getting a chance to work with Andres, Lavar, and Taylor, and kind of all, everybody from ARCA. I just wanted to kind of talk to you and kind of see, you know, as you're taking all this in, right, getting ready to try to fill this, the shoes of Scott Schultz. How's it been, right? How's this first couple months been? It's been chaotic is the one way I would describe it, but it's controlled chaos. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Scott's notes, you would say, where are we going today? But we end up getting our jobs done. So each day brings a new challenge and, and new tasks, and that's that's part of the reason why it's a transition and not just a change yeah. because Scott's been doing this for over 30 years, and he, he, he just does it without thinking so it's just second nature to him so he pretty much told me you're going to learn by following me every day and that's what I've been doing you told me that uh, you told everybody that uh, you graduated from the University of Northwest Ohio and thought you were done with school now you're in the school of Scott Schultz which I thought the University of Scott Schultz which I just thought was amazing yeah well it's it's the truth I mean we he, he keeps a close eye on, on what I do, and, and he points out stuff that, that he thinks would be beneficial to me moving forward. And, and it's really, I'm learning stuff every day, and I, that's not being sarcastic. There's, there's new tasks every day that I need to pick up on and have been picking up on. But. I know I called Scott a couple of weeks ago, and he said, uh, I'm working on toilets, so I have to call you back. Uh, you know, and it's, that, is, that is his role. He gets hands deep in everything. Was it anything here in these first, what's it been, about three months? Uh, it has been a month. Okay, so... Uh, a month in behind the scenes work has it been anything like you thought it would be <laughs> well as you said there's there's everything from meeting new partners and and, and young you know stars in the the series and everything from that to we need to check how high the septa tanks are mm -hmm. so it's there's been some surprises but that's just me not being near the facility so I, it's just been a learning process really the racing season kicks off now this weekend uh, as we've been talking about at flat rock and then you'll have some testing at toledo and uh once that happens right you're kind of in the swing of things throughout the summer uh what are your i mean do you have any i don't want to say concerns but what are you eyeballing as now the racing season gets here drivers fans administration front gates uh, purses all that sort of stuff uh yes yeah uh, exactly yeah. um there's not necessarily anything that stands out that's a glaring issue with me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really just Scott and Ron and this the entire staff here. They've been doing it for so long, so they don't get flustered. And I, I just need to see how they operate during the, the chaotic moments, such as the, the selling out of the bus races and, and dealing with concession help and, and meeting everybody. I mean, the hardest part for me has been remembering everybody's names because I've met <laughs> almost 300 people within yeah. the first month and, and I'm the one new piece to this puzzle. Well, so it's easier for everybody else to remember one name and I'm getting bombarded with new names every day. 
Talk to me. Uh, let's get a little personal. You get the phone call from Ron Drager himself, and you know you're a fresh graduate of the University of Northwest Ohio, being asked to come and join an, an organization such as ARCA. You obviously go to school at Uno. You have to know something about motorsports. Uh, what was that call like? What was the feeling like? And then the eventual acceptance of the of the position. Yeah. So I've been working before this with the NRA and the GLSS. So. Barry Marlowe. Mm-hmm. I was I was already in the middle of preparing for that season with them, and Tom Legman, who works with the university and is knows Ron very well, they kind of came up to me and they he told me about this opportunity that that Ron's going to call you, and mind you, this is a completely different mindset change now. It's like okay, I, I wasn't prepared to for an interview, but let's let's do it. What what is the worst that can happen? And after talking with Ron for two or three times I'd say over the phone or on Microsoft Teams we he was ready to bring me up here and he's like we're going to tour the two facilities you're going to start meeting some staff members and so we did and after about an eight-hour day I sat back down in Ron's office and he never officially offered me the job but he just <laughs> transitioned to saying all right well we're going to get you on payroll we're going to get you oh, wow. everything and I was like I had to I had to stop him I was like so am I hired and he's like oh yeah yeah you're hired so <laughs> if that says anything about Ron he's He's just a nice guy, and, and yeah, that's pretty much how that story went. All right, cool. Well, Brandon, uh, obviously there's a whole lot more we could talk about. I just wanted to catch up with you briefly here today at Media Day. Um, good luck this season. We'll bring you on the show and kind of get more uh, you know, from you once the earthquake stops beneath your feet. Yeah, if that ever stops, but I'll be <laughs> excited to, to talk to you and Rich at, on the show when whenever that arises and yeah I'm, I'm excited for the season and excited for everything that comes good or bad so thanks to uh charles crawl and uh of course ron drager scott schultz and brandon hamby for having horsepower happenings there today for media day of course got to say thanks to andres lavar and taylor who uh, made time to chat with us and it was great to uh, you know meet a bunch of people got a chance to shake hands with a lot of folks and fired up about what's to come at flat rock and toledo speedway as they get ready to open up their season this coming weekend saturday may 6th it's opening day for Flat Rock Speedway, and of course it features figure eights, street stocks, outlaw late models, all part of the opening day down in Metro Detroit at Flat Rock Speedway. And of course, don't forget the 4 o'clock start time, early start for the early part of the season, try to keep you in the warmth of the early spring. So May 6th, this Saturday, 4 p.m. started out at uh, Flat Rock Speedway for the Outlaw Super Late Models figure eights and street stocks. And then you look to Toledo Speedway in just about another week, Friday, May 12th. They'll get things started with the Central Avenue Truck Parts school bus figure eight, boat figure eights, late model sports will be on, on the big track as well as factory stocks and then flagpole races. And, of course, the uh, NASCAR alumni, Ken Schrader, will be behind the wheel of a school bus once again at Toledo Speedway. So there you go. There's a little bonus coverage this week from the ARCA Media Day at Toledo Speedway on a Tuesday afternoon. And again, we appreciate, uh, again, Charles and Scott and Ron and everybody who made it possible for us to be there and, and kind of soak things in and get ready for the 2023 season at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways.